know those teen vampire movies that feel like the horny soap opera fever dreams of a eighth grade diary? Here's how mine began. The graduating class of Central Oregon High. Be safe. Oh my God, guys, I'm gonna be fine. My first night in LA, and it's already the best night of my life. Hi. We're going to uh, after hours party if you wanna come. <gasps> That's enough. Shoveled a lot in your life, haven't you? How would you like to hold the keys to the kingdom for a change? Now would be the time for any questions. Were you guys like vampires? Yup. Do you guys kill people? Indiscriminately. Innocent people? It's like 80-20. Rule number one. Never turn a man into a vampire. Men can't handle power. Welcome to Bite Club. Bite Club? What about Bit Girls? Sounds like we're part of STEM or something. Welcome home. What, no coffin? Why would we do that? Uh, cause it's dope. You're staying away from drugs, right? Yes, Mom. My life's a horror movie. Life's full of things you never think should happen, and then it does. I'm going to be 18 forever. People just think you're aging well. What are you eating? Our chicken fingies. Did you start it? Yeah, we're getting... Oh, sorry, everybody. Welcome to Movie Humpers. I'm Bob Sham. I'm Angela. I was eating uh, gluten-free chicken fingers. Don't try to convince people you're cool but i called them chicky fingies the sounds you hear <laughs> will probably be either dogs or angela chewing but we're here i'm also using my super cool your wwe yeah my mom made this for me also brain buster yeah this is how you know she fucks <laughs> she does though i can clarify what if you were like, she hasn't fucked in years? Yeah. <laughs> that would be sad. Yeah, I guess it would. Sad, sad marriage. Moves <laughs> uh, <laughs> are gay. Yeah. Did you know that? I did. We started off with rope. We were popping it off with rope. Yes. And then now we're at uh, a more modern feature that I read a little bit about, but I purposely didn't tell you about it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we sat down and we watched the movie Bit. Yes. A low-budget vampire movie that was released in 2019 at uh, at the Inside Out Festival and came out in May of the following year in 2020. All right. And it stars, uh, it's directed by Brad Michael Elmore. Okay. Who is not uh, a gay, he's just, he's just a, a bro, a dude, just like me. Okay. He's not gay or anything. You thought, I thought maybe he would be, but he's not. Yeah, or that this would be directed by a woman. Yeah, yeah. But I was, I just kind of assumed he would probably be gay, but he's not. But I read a Vulture article mm. uh, where they interviewed him. Okay. And, and yeah, that's how I found out. And I guess he read Feminism 101 books. He read that scum book. You know, you know that lady. I, think I know what you're talking about. I, I can't remember her name, but. She's the one that shot Andy Warhol. Oh uh, yeah, Lily Taylor portrayed her in, in a movie. I shot Andy Warhol. In I shot Andy Warhol. <laughs> That's the Scum Manifesto. Yes, yes, I did watch that movie. 
Yeah, that's that was an eradicate all men book, essentially, mm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which you know, you 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 get the punk spirit of it, but yeah. So this is a movie where the the lead is transgender. It's Nicole Maines, who's apparently in one of these CW superhero shows, oh. which are all done now. Apparently, okay. we watched those like ten years ago, if you'll remember. Yeah, and then we couldn't keep up when. It got too crazy. It got crazier since we stopped watching. There were crossovers that we weren't watching everything that was crossing over, and then we didn't care. Now, I knew that the lead character was uh, a transgender woman. Because you knew that, did the weird things they would say to sort of vaguely let you know that made sense to you? But to me, I I just looked at her as a woman, and so there were like a few odd here and there comments. They never made it obvious. I didn't, and not that it needs to be, not that anything needed to be commented on about it at all, unless you're going to make it a plot point. Somehow. I kind of felt like it should have been brought up a little more. You know, this movie's very mediocre. Yes. But I, and so when you get a mediocre movie, that seems like it has a lot of potential. It's trying to say something. I it mean, just it didn't. It did say something. It, it just did. said it in the most surface yeah. uh, freshman year college way yeah. that you possibly could. Men abuse power when given to them. Well, at first, it's it's presented like in the kind of the second wave, like the problem with corporations is that women don't run them, that kind of thing. You get that vibe. Sure. But you know it's not going to maintain that. You know that it's going to, how's it going to get to the philosophical point of intersectionalism? Mm. And it does it in the like the clumsiest way that doesn't really challenge these characters at all, truly. Mm-mm. And there's really not like much of an ideological challenge at all. And we'll get into what I kind of would have projected and have wanted out of a movie like yeah. this. But what we got was just kind of very shallow, much shallower than it thought it was. I feel like I could do the plot in like under 30 seconds. Kill it. Do it. So main character... Don't even remember her name. I kind of like her role. I liked her. I liked her I as an she actor. she was really good. Because the one thing that I really loved about her is it felt really like raw and real and not like she was trying to be anything. There wasn't... It, this movie wasn't like complete shit across the no, board. No, there were some good performances. It seemed like there was something... I mean, I won't say anything was like a great performance. No, I said but good, I'm saying, some good moments. But I'm saying it seemed like there was really something to pull from here. And then the more you got into the story, the more it had a story that kept getting a little in front of itself. In the right hands with the right editing, this could have been very interesting. Yeah. Uh, so basically, girl moves from Oregon to Los Angeles to live with her brother who's been there for a couple years. He's a little older than her. She just turned 18. Yeah. And so she's got a fake ID, right? And first night there, he's like, we're going out. And so they go to the club and she, at first, he's like, how's your ID? And she's like, well, it's good at home. And he's like, okay. So they're not going to let her in. And then this vampire walks up, who you know is a vampire because we already saw her kill somebody. They kill some a point. guy and a lady that they hang with. Yeah, they like to... Oh, yeah, there they was... They trap a lady. A thing. They trapped a lady because she turned a boy because that's the rule. You don't turn boys. And so... And they say that at the beginning even. So it's not like it's a big deal when that happens later, but whatever. So the vampire comes up and is like... Basically glamours the man to let her in the club. So then from there, she ends up hanging out with one of the other vampires that night. They go to an after-hours party, which we find out is like this big warehouse owned by these vampires. She makes out with this one hot vampire and then 
the vampire's going to eat her. Drink her blood. And when she is, like, drinking her blood, the lead vampire comes out and is like, no, don't do it to her. I like this one. Then they throw her off the roof. And so... And then she's got to deal with being a vampire. She's got to deal with being a vampire. And so there is a moment. There's this whole thing where she's not answering the phone calls from her best friend from home. She's not answering the phone calls from her mom, her brother. No one can get a hold of her. She's being real flaky. They all just kind of assume she's on drugs, I think. The girls show up a night or two later and they're like, let's go out again. And then they give her the choice. They say they're giving her a choice of you can take an antidote or you can feed and be a vampire. She can't do it. And then these vampire hunters come and attack the coven of vampires. I want to talk about these vampire hunters for a second. Like they are nothing essentially. And I'm kind of, I don't, it it seemed like if they're going to be this much of nothing that you really shouldn't put them in at all. I agree. But, but there was an interesting thing where when action pops off in this movie, it's like, ooh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes I sit here and wonder, and I know the answer to the question I'm going to posit. Sometimes when people don't have high budgets, it's like, like that Legend of the White Dragon we saw in the summer preview. It's oh, like, yeah. you're going to make us another superhero movie with that low budget. But it seems like if people with not a lot of money, when they try to make a movie, try to make a horror. But the reality is that. If you've got a low-budget movie, it's probably the most likely to be seen if it's a horror. Yeah. Because if you're a low-budget movie who's just trying to focus on, like, a dialogue or a conversation, you know, within the realms of what you can afford, there people are less likely to watch it than if you just call people vampires and put out some mediocre thing. Because there's, like, an audience that will just swallow every horror movie. I'm sitting right across from one. Mm-hmm. Like, you would watch way more. If it wasn't for me being like, no, let's watch something else. Sometimes, I mean, I do watch things without you that you would probably consider terrible. Oh, yeah. And every so often I'll convince you to watch something with me and then you, and then we have a big debate about what is an actual (laughs) movie. Um, and why am I making you most watch of, things that are terrible most when of those I can ter- have fun in a terrible movie? Most of those terrible things are usually shows, though. I was mostly thinking of when I made you watch Peelers, and then you we had to talk for yeah, a that really long time bad. about what was... Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. But so is this. Yeah. That potential, but this is bad. She thinks the antidote... Well, there's no antidote Mm-mm. to vampirism, and you kind of figure that out pretty quick. But after they burn through these guys or something, they're like, do you want to join our lesbian feminist vampire cult? And then she says, or do you want to... Or she's like, do you want to be one of them? Or do you want to take the red, like one of these Twitter trolls, right wing types? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to take the red pill and join the, join the lesbian vampire cult? Yeah. I was a little confused at this line because, you know, the online discourse, as overblown as it usually is, especially when you it's compared to how people are in the real world, the term red pill is a term much to the Wachowski's chagrin, yes. meaning you, you're you going right. You've gone right wing. So you're red pilled. So I'm like, did so I'm just confused at that line because it's like, are you trying to reclaim that term for something else? Mm-hmm. Or did you honestly not know that that was something connected to the thing that you're trying to make a comment, a very shallow commentary on in this movie? Fair. Right before that, she makes a joke about Bite Club. And that she's just trying to, like, make it more fun. So it's like she's making random other movie references for no good reason. So you think she was more of, like, I don't know. a direct Matrix? Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, and maybe, because, you know, the Wachowskis have talked about that, like, a lot of the Matrix is actually about, like, 
finding who you really are. And so you could say that they made that reference because this character is transgender. Yeah. Um, but it still wasn't obvious to me that she was transgender because even in that moment, um, they were like, you know, the rules are you never glamour another vampire. You, what was the second one? I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. And then you don't turn boys, right? Yeah. And so she goes, well, what about me? And the head, head vampire goes, I never even thought about it. That's when I and told that's you. that's you told me because I went, uh, because it's not clear. Well, they have a character that from her high school was she's leaving. That tells her best her, friend is gay. Her tells her how brave she is. And oh, there's yeah. another point where, you know, and after all that, her brother, like, is uh, kind of frustrated how much they had to deal with her emotionally where he yeah. felt isolated about it, which I actually thought was kind of a that was a, really a nice good... little scene there that felt very real in that moment. That was a good scene. And that's when he talks about how she's tried to kill herself multiple times. And, you know, but she doesn't talk about that earlier on. The only reference she makes is that her life has been like a horror film already. Yeah. And so I'm like, is this, a, did some terrible tragedy happen? Like, just the way they told it, it didn't make me think that. It almost seemed. Which is fine. It almost seemed, like, if you read. It's too vague. Uh, the little bit that I read on the blurb of this immediately explains that to you. But the movie is not that obvious. No. And, and maybe if you're going through what the character has gone through and transitioning, maybe. you might catch up on that faster but they don't make that very clear and it feels like and it was interesting to find out that the director wasn't in technically in the lgbtq community mm -hmm. more of an ally mm -hmm. in that like you can commend him for attempting to tell a specific story in a mm -hmm. specific way but at the end, end of the day the movie still has to be good and executed yeah. and maybe like someone like that maybe an actual transgender director or someone who was in the lgbtq community maybe could have provided a little more layered nuance into these characters because you get this idea that like what they throw as the pure villains are just so empty that like you yeah. wish they weren't really there at all and so you know that this duke the leader of the lesbian vampires who who felt like she was like a wrestler actor yeah she yeah she was definitely given some like becky lynch vibe like she wasn't like I'm a great movie star, but mm -hmm. she did have this vibe like I could act in a wrestling show or a promo. I maybe, felt maybe it was that hair. Maybe it was the hair. I don't know. Because that but I style got, is I got what you're saying. around. But yeah, yeah but there so, wasn't any, but she was very monotone in terms of her presentation and expression. Yeah. And it's just very, yeah, it is. Um, so, so, so back to just the plot real quick is that these vampire hunters try to come and get them. And this is when she runs back and kills the familiar of the guy head vampire. Right. Anyway, whatever. But then we get this like lore dump. Who cares? About, yeah, Duke's past where she meets, they call him everything but Dracula. They call him Vlad and they shit. They call him everything, but and, she's one of three wives that he glamoured. He made them vampires and then glamoured them. And she reveals that she keeps his heart and eats slivers of it, but not the whole thing because it'll he'll overtake her mind or something. Yes, and vampires can go out in the sun. The only thing that kills vampires is fire, and you have to burn the heart. And she said he was too powerful. They couldn't burn his heart. So, yeah, she eats his heart slowly. When it comes to the vampire rule, which are the ones you prefer? I, I find that we, if you can hang out in the sun for a long period of time, mm -hmm. we get annoyed if the sun doesn't burn you up in a vampire I do, movie. I do, yeah. But what other rules are you like, these should be the... I think burning up in daylight is a great one because daylight. that's... 
what is the downside? Everyone's well, going to get killed by fire. Yeah, everyone's going to get killed by fire. I think, I mean, stake in the heart is classic. Any way you destroy the heart, right? Like yeah. destroying the heart because otherwise they can come back from it. And you can even come back from sun exposure if you get out of the sun fast enough, but it can burn you up and then you have to like go Bean. live in a hole forever, yeah, right? I I like that part. I like that anything destroying your heart can kill you. Light does not, or, or yeah, sunlight hurts you. They did do the crying blood in this one. That's one that I've always kind of liked. But it brings up a lot of issues because if you cry blood, then every body fluid blood. should be blood. You should come blood. Your spit should be blood. Sure, just say Your it. Your piss is blood. Like, so so that doesn't actually work. I feel like the garlic and cross thing, you can throw that Who out. Who cares about that? Holy water? No. No. Doesn't need to do anything. Maybe you can, like, be like, ugh. You know, like, maybe they don't like it. But they're not going to... But sunlight should burn your ass. Sunlight should burn your ass, yes. You know, in terms of rules and limitations, these vampires don't... Other than thirst, they don't have much holding them back. This is true. And I will say, I much prefer just being able to be in the sun to that glowy vampire shit. Which we still have watched those movies, and I don't want to watch those movies. If they come up randomly, we will. If they come up randomly, we will. But not a Twilight girl. Well, the end of the movie is basically she's full vampire but she doesn't want to eat she eventually goes back to the apartment and gets in a fight with her brother and she bites her brother she doesn't kill him completely she doesn't kill him she freaks out but she brings him to the one place on this planet she probably shouldn't she thinks there's an the, antidote the place that no right but the place where they're going to be mad that you turned a boy so the duke character is doing this very surface exclusionary gender feminism rant yeah like i said you know it's going to get into intersectionalism how but yeah. it does it in the most soft almost a cowardly kind of way because you know like duke's going to secretly be the villain but she barely she barely gets painted as one says something like tell him you've been manipulating these other lesbian vampires this whole time Oh, the big bad guy says that because they bring him back to life. Like Laurel, which was stupid as shit. Yeah, he gets like brought back to life and to fight Duke. Uh, it's but, really stupid, man. When that guy showed up, boy, the acting went like hard. Like he there was, was terrible. There's nothing to brag about in this movie, but that guy was like, oh my god. Well, but and, I'm saying, yeah, tell them you've been manipulating them this whole time, and then it's revealed that. This girl who's, you're not supposed to glamour other vampires, that is supposed to be women's strength, has been uh, mind-manipulating her lesbian vampire coven. What, at what point in this movie has it showed any reason to think that she is making them do anything that they're forced to do because they're vampires like they kill when laurel meets the the hot girl at the beginning and is making out with her she's not being manipulated because duke has to come up and ask her not to do that to save this one yeah but i do wonder okay so if you're gonna if you're gonna posit that she's somehow controlling them what she tries to say is that it was only a little and only to make things easier on them maybe she because she was staring hard at laurel in that bar in that first scene Maybe she was trying to convince Laurel to follow that girl wherever they were going or telling no. that girl to talk to her. It's not, it's stupid. It was stupid. There was really nothing to, to hint at that setup, that revelation. No, it was, it wasn't, no, it was nothing at all. And then, you know, she's like, I mean, basically they kill the big bad guy yeah. and then th they lock 
Duke up in the hole under the building. And, and then, then she's like, we should, everyone should be a vampire. Everyone should have this power. So, dumb. so that was the intersectionality part where they oh. evolved from <laughs> the, yeah. the second wave to the intersectional feminism at the end. Yeah, where well, her brother she, was like, I don't want this. But it was just the most. Yeah. It wasn't. Freshman year college shit you'll ever read. And can I say. Yeah. You say lesbian vampire. Yeah, they're les. Well, but no, no, no. Most of them. I know, but I say to you, let's watch a lesbian vampire movie. Where's the hot lesbian vampire shit? There was a couple. You needed make out. more. I mean, at least like slide one your orgy. Yeah. <laughs> one, a bunch of ladies making this out. Is, she's the one saying this, not me. And I'm. I agree, though. I'm just saying. This movie was not as brave as it tried to think it was. It really wasn't. No. It wasn't. I think this uh, actor who played Laurel, Nicole Maines, is probably going to have a pretty... It'll be interesting to see where her career goes. I think she's... I have a feeling we're going to see her more and more. I hope so. I would watch her in something else just to see what she does. But we all got to start somewhere. And um, yeah. and there's a lot of... You know, the Vulture article that I was reading was just a lot of, like, good job casting this to be like this. I just feel like every every character... Honestly, even like the other minor vampire girls were all better and more interesting. And I wanted to know more about them than I did about Duke. No, we needed to know more about Duke's history and that dude. When when we were getting into that, it was like, okay, let me put, put on my projection now. After I sat through this movie and what I thought maybe this would be, and I feel like what I projected was way more simple and yeah, tighter. and would have been better. Transgender woman meets coven of lesbian vampires. And they're turned, but they don't, they don't realize she's transgender and they don't have to make the whole coven like be turfy, but make one Duke be resentful. Right. Like she's yeah. the turfy one. Like she and somehow then, infiltrated their group and then without it's, her knowing. And then it, like the rest, let the rest be like fine with it. And then it becomes this power play, this struggle with the turf vampire and the transgender girl who's fighting to claim her right to femininity. Yeah. And that's all it has to be. Right, but I think the idea of like, like the cisgendered white dude who directed this, yeah, maybe there's just not enough nerve to get to that point mm -hmm. too, because you know uh, there is layers to the, the, this shit, this LGBTQ shit. Different people have different ways of looking at this. We were positing, we don't know for sure, just based on rumor that Alfred Hitchcock maybe had some animosity towards Poor women, women. Yeah. and also positive that maybe he was a closet homosexual like i mean anyone you can be you're born these ways so that mm -hmm. doesn't inherently make you wise or accepting yeah. or or a good person you know you know there's like the opposite of i don't know i i don't know if i would say it's exactly the opposite of a turf but right like no it's not it's not because a turf doesn't think that transgender women are women right but transgender women are women case closed and um but there is this, like, there's this like group of gay men who it's a really big deal to be a gold star gay do you know about this 
not go ahead. They've never touched a vagina, not even their mothers. They were like cesarean section gay men who've never seen or touched a vagina. And it's like this thing that is so bizarre. And I've actually heard other gay people talk about this as like, what the fuck are they talking about? Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's insane. Like when people wear, they like, there's certain people who can claim that and like wear it as like a badge of honor. Like I've never not even my mother's vagina. There's some woman hate in and, there. And, like, and the hardcore feminists, mm -hmm. a branch of them, that see women wanting to tra transition into being males to be an insult to them. And males wanting to transition into women as something that is trying to invade their space. And a lot of these groups, these very... And this is very hardcore second waiver shit. And a lot of these women can be lesbian, you know? Mm -hmm. And so there is these aspects of these groups. Mm -hmm. And I really think you would have had something really, really interesting if yeah. you presented the ideological layers and the issues that these communities have to deal with within their own communities. Yeah. But all due respect to Brad Michael Elmore, I don't know if an LGBTQ director would have had that courage to do it either or that perspective based on their own background but didn't that what i just described just sound so much more interesting than yeah, what we saw for sure so it, much it felt like you were just doing a bunch of world building before you even really had a grip on what your basic underlying plot was going to be the this is weak writing this is yeah. very amateurish cisgendered male he's not a cis he's a guy i'm kidding go ahead <laughs> And the action scenes in this movie. And that guy who played Vlad, the big vampire guy. Good. That was... I mean, there wasn't a lot of performances to crow about here. But when that guy showed up, it was like, ugh. It was pretty... You know, one thing, one moment that I thought was very interesting was when she was telling that history. And she talked about how she was a total lesbian. No interest in dudes. But this guy saw her and, like, glamoured her to be attracted to him mm. and she was like it did not make any sense yeah, to yeah, me yeah. and i knew that it wasn't what i really wanted but i couldn't help i couldn't help it but she, she shared making me she shared the power of dude's heart at the end with everyone oh yeah laurel shared the power with, of dude's heart with everyone that's a lot of heart to go around yeah i don't know if everyone should be a vampire maybe i'm more she said it so we all have to deal with so we all have to deal with each other's bullshit yeah, I guess, you know, you if you were a vampire, you'd take the classic approach. Be like a vampire bat. Just go suck on a cow for a minute. I was going to say. And then fuck off, right? Do you, do you think, do you buy into that part of I would suck every cow lore? off if I were a vampire. Get a job at the hospital? Yeah, yeah, blood banks. Yeah. You'd, you'd just drink blood and be like that one, that, that one type that you drink that you was need left. true blood. They needed that. True blood. True blood. That's yeah. the answer. We'll get some true blood. This is our second vampire movie. Mm -hmm. I kind of like the vampire movie. I love vampire movies. I mean, I don't always love them, but I but I love to try them out, I suppose. Yes. I love I love watching vampire movies to see if they're good vampire movies. But we'll we'll get we'll get some more vampirism in our future. But this, our lesbian vampire coven transgender lead movie. Bit. Bit. Let's hump it. One through five combine. For best out okay of 10. i think i think this movie is like a two i think it's a two almost a 2.25 but there's just so many problems 
it's just so not great. Laurel is good. The main character is good. Yeah, she did, good a, she did a fine job. Moments. The brother wasn't even bad either. No, he was interesting. But no one else really got a, a time. Like, the Duke character was just kind of straightforward. Not really, not, not horrible, but not fantastic either. Mm-hmm. And no one else really got a chance to to chew chew on their scenes that much you know yeah except for the hottie that she met at the party i guess she was fine as well oh yeah there's a lot of just like this is fine you know really no nothing egregious until lead vampire dude come back that was i was laughing when that guy showed up yeah but mm, for being um fertile concept Mm. interesting setup good lead muddled as fuck Mm terrible looking action like so bad like maybe you didn't need to do all that there's a lot you could have cut mm-hmm. uh and a lot of like lore building unnecessary lore building when you haven't even established it was like like they were setting up for a sequel just make a good movie just make one good movie folks mm-hmm. if it works then you can think about the sequel you don't have to like mm-hmm. think about the lore dump the world building like that fast you gotta simplify your shit director but I'm going to give it a, I feel like it just missed right on average. Just sure. slightly under 2.25. Okay. So that brings it to a 4.25. It's oh. under Kate Plays Christine. Do you agree that it's under Kate Plays Christine? It literally is because Kate Plays Christine is a 4.75. Oh, yeah, that's And a this lot. is a 4.25. So it is literally under that. That's a lot. I would rewatch this, though, before I would rewatch that. But I particularly didn't love it. There it is. Right at the bottom. We're really stacking up movies pretty quick here. I know. It's exciting. Our, I noticed our A-list was kind of long. So, yeah. And our C-list, we got seven on the board. So, we're covering a lot of ground in a very quick time. So, you better believe that for the rest of this month, movies are staying gay. And we got some stuff coming out in the theaters very soon. Yeah. Flash is around the corner. Yeah. Barbie's around the corner. Ooh. And we'll get to those, uh, start those next week, I believe. So, and I don't know if we're going to discuss it here, but at the Belcourt, Robert Altman's The Long Goodbye is playing on Mm, Sunday. We are going to see that. So I don't know where to squeeze. I don't think it fits in our theme. So we may have to just put that in the, in the bank, in the bank for something down the road. But yeah, so there you go. 4.25 for Brad Michael Elmore's bit. They can't all be great. No, but. It's a good sign when di- when diverse characters are allowed to have a mediocre movie. Absolutely. Yes. That's, Absolutely. Yeah. So there you go. All right, folks. Uh, check the show notes for links and stuff to other places you can find us. We got podcasts. We got YouTube. I, I, we have a Twitch that I need to do things on. So mm-hmm. I'm going to try to come up with something. Probably just play a video game. I'm thinking about playing Fallout New New Vegas, but we'll get there. Cool. All right. First rule of Bite Club, death to all traitors. Death to all traitors. 